It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by my good friend and co-host, Michael Pappas, with your um, your Ricky Bobby hat on. Yes, sir. Fun Hat Friday? Yes. That's what's going on? Sweet. We're talking new quarterback for Auburn football, as well as Tanner Burns getting drafted, some Auburn recruiting notes, and I um, want to talk about Marco Damio for a second. Hey, hope you um, thank you for understanding yesterday, took a, took a pause um, Locked On Podcast Network wanted to post uh, post that roundtable discussion um, to to kind of spread awareness and and uh, to kind of get uh, get good conversation going. So hopefully uh, hopefully that enhanced your um, your uh, your kind of thoughts of what things are going on and hope you uh, hope you learned something. Uh, I, I certainly did. Uh, it was good to hear from those guys. So big news happening earlier this week that we have not gotten to talk about yet, Auburn gets another quarterback. That's always a big deal. Grant Loy, grad transfer from um, from you know the powerhouse, right? The, the powerhouse is, that is Bowling Green. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, he's a, a, a big kid, 6'5", 225, I think. And he, uh, I mean, he's coming in as a backup. He, he's got to know he's going to be a backup. To Bo Nix, I mean, you don't just, you know, you don't come in and take over for, uh, for you know, the incumbent former five-star recruit who started as a freshman. Yeah, SEC offense, especially this freshman late. year, right? Exactly. So played up. Uh, Loy played in twelve games last year. He started the last seven games. He led Bowling Green with one hundred and fifteen pass completions on two hundred four attempts, which is not. Awful, uh, 1,137 passing yards, six passing touchdowns. Did have 11 interceptions. I haven't been able to find a video that has the 11 interceptions. So if you guys find that, please send it our way just because I'm genuinely curious. Looking at his highlight tapes and and stuff that's easy to find, <clears throat> I, I, Michael and I were kind of joking earlier. I was telling you, like, I can't tell if the guy's athletic or not. He's big. He broke some tackles mm-hmm. and, you know, they did some reads with him and he's able to move around a good bit, but... You look at him and you're like, okay, this guy's not an SEC starting quarterback, but that's not what he's being brought in for. So I think he's going to kind of enhance that that quarterback room, kind of give some experience to that quarterback room, which now is Bo Nix, Cord Sandberg, Shiel Garnett, Kalen Newton, who may play um, he may play receiver, and then your boy, true freshman, Sawyer Pate. Yes, shout out two four seven for giving Sawyer Pate some love there. Um, yeah, the guy, he's clearly being brought in for experience yeah. and for, you know, to basically be a, a glorified graduate assistant or an unglorified graduate assistant. Yeah, like not a, like a, I don't know. a, a I GA don't... that's actually on the field, which is kind of what Court Sandberg is doing, too. And so, I mean, just kind of looking at boards and, you know, people tweeting it and things like that. And you and I were talking about this, too. I think you kind of brought it up before I, like, kind of took a dive into that. But. Some uh, some changes happening at Bowling Green, so I think he kind of felt like there's a chance he wasn't going to start. So why not? Uh, if you're going to ride the bench there, ride the bench at Auburn, and mm-hmm. you know maybe use that to advance your coaching career. That is what 
That's kind of what's being reported with with Court Sandberg. So you know maybe he caught wind of that and kind of wants to be a part of it. I don't know. But and um, also, just as far as backup quarterbacks go, the guy has starting experience. So at least you know, God forbid something happened to Bo Nix, whether it be for a game or yeah, a quarter I'm, or a series. Like you, at least have a guy who has started college football games who can back him up. Do you think there's any chance? I mean, he's pretty big, and it looked like he was kind of tough to bring down at times. Do you think there's any chance that he has a package and shows up one one or two snaps a game? Yeah. Or do you think he's truly the backup quarterback? If Auburn went under center to do things like quarterback sneaks and stuff, I would be all for it. Um, obviously, he's a big guy. He can get that, you know, basically just fall forward for a mm-hmm. yard or two. Right. Uh, but Auburn doesn't really do that. Even when they do run quarterback sneaks, it's from the shotgun. Uh, we saw it a lot with Cam Newton. And... I just, uh, at that point, I don't really see the point. You're better off giving it to a running back. Yeah, I'd almost rather DJ be back there. Yeah. Or or even really any Kay- of them. Caitlin Newton. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. He, he's pretty athletic. So um, we'll see what his usage is. I think he's truly brought in to just kind of be insurance mm-hmm. uh, for, for Bo Nix. But I think the upside here is not really necessarily his impact on the field, but his impact in that quarterback room. I mean, we listed yep. a lot of guys that – have not taken relevant snaps in college football outside of Bo Nix. I mean, even Court Sandberg, he got some playing time, but he's not. I don't think they want him to be the backup quarterback. And I don't think Shiel Garnett is there yet. He's a true freshman. Um, but I like Shiel Garnett. I think it's clear that he's not going to be the guy after Bo Nix now with what D. Davis uh, looks like he's doing mm-hmm. and the hype around him and the, just the timing of it all. But um, we'll see. You know, does does – does the signing of Lloyd, does bringing Lloyd in make some of these other guys better? Possibly. I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see what that looks like uh, Looks like moving forward. Is there anything else you want to add about Auburn's new quarterback? Yeah, I mean, the unknown in the quarterback room is really, at this point, it's just Sawyer Pate. How, how, how world-changing is he going to be, you mm-hmm. know? Right. It's Sawyer Pate's world, and we're just living in it. Pretty much, yeah. All right. We're going to talk about some other things happening in Auburn sports, including Tanner Burns getting drafted and some football recruiting notes from Michael. All coming up right here on Locked on Auburn. Michael, June is Fetcher's Appreciation Month, and so we appreciate all of the Fetchers that work for Fetch Me Home Delivery. Yeah, well, we don't appreciate them all equally. Uh, I appreciate the ones that bring me my food more than the rest. I'll <laughs> sure. be honest. Sure. And I think that's fine. I mean, they're handling valuable valuable cargo, valuable packaging, and um, they can do the same for you. If you're in the Auburn or Opelika area, there is, uh, there's really no second when it comes to uh, home delivery and the, the home delivery services. And they are truly local, and they want to take care of folks that are part of their community. So, Head over to FetchMeDelivery.com or use the free uh, FetchMeDelivery app. You can use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free or use 25OFF. 25OFF for 25% off your order. That's at FetchMeDelivery.com or the free FetchMe app. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today 
That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, so Auburn baseball having another player get drafted in the first round. Junior righty Tanner Burns selected by the Cleveland Indians with a 36 overall pick in the competitive balance round day of the first round of the 2020 MLB draft. So this will be Auburn's ninth player drafted in the first round of program history, including three in the last five years under head coach Butch Thompson. So Coach Thompson has had uh, Anthony Greer get drafted in the first round. out of uh, That was uh, 16 in 2018, Casey Mize, and now, of course, uh, Tanner Burns. So heard nothing but really good, positive things about Tanner Burns' character. Obviously, he can throw the heck out of a baseball, and so that's um, – it's good for the program. Butch Thompson's a pitching guy, and mm-hmm. this just kind of proves it once again. So I, I think it's good for the program, and I don't think there's really a whole lot more to add there. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't understand how the baseball draft works, and this just reaffirms that because there aren't 36 professional baseball teams. So yeah, I don't I, understand how that's a first-round pick, but I'm happy for Tanner Burns that he is a first-round pick. Auburn is now one of six universities who had a first-round NFL pick and a first-round MLB pick. Um, and that list will get even smaller when we add in the NBA. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Did you see the graphic that they put up of um, of the first-round like lottery projected lottery picks for the NBA and like the player comps? And they had... Um, they had Isaac Okoro, but they used uh, they used Anthony McLemore's picture. Did you see that? Yeah, that's just <laughs> it's disrespectful, man. I mean, it, spend five seconds looking. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, you could you could argue that it's racist. Maybe so. Yeah. So. Yeah. Granted, all of the players on the list were African American, and they only got one wrong, but. I mean, I, you can, I, I, I don't think, understand I, how you get it wrong. I, I think it's just disrespectful. Yeah. I mean, Isaac Okoro has been everywhere in NBA draft circles. Just spend a little bit of time. Whatever. Just look up an Auburn roster. The picture is on there. Right. Yeah. That, it's, it's stupid. It's it it's stupid above all else. It's, it's not stupid. fair to Isaac. It's not fair to Anthony. It's just, look. Yeah. All right. Hey, shout out Anthony, though. Apparently, he's going to be a top 10 pick. I hope so. What if that's actually who they meant and they got the name wrong? Who knows? All right. <laughs> give me some uh, give me some uh, Auburn football recruiting notes. Yeah. Um, before I start, I want to say uh, the majority of the recruiting tidbits and things that I get are from Keith Niebuhr from Twenty Four Seven Sports. Subscribe, guys! Subscribe. It's worth every single penny. AuburnUndercover.com and Inside the Auburn Tigers. Absolutely. I uh, can't stress that enough. And then I do get some off Twitter from these guys. Yeah, I mean, you've been kind of div- uh, d- diving in. You got his database printed out for us, and mm-hmm. you've been following like all the tweets that they have, and kind of you know the top schools and visits and all that. So, all right, what what do you got for us today? Um, so we'll start with Monster Makuba, Mukuba. Okay, uh, his real name is Andrew, nickname Monster. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Apparently, he doesn't really talk to Auburn anymore. He is a defensive back. I believe he's a safety. Um, Auburn in his top 13, his name's Andrew, so he'll be on that first page. Um, he, uh, yeah, apparently he and Auburn don't communicate that much anymore. Another Texas guy, that's interesting. Okay. Um, Cameron Kinchins, a guy who is supposed to commit here early. Oh, no, he, yeah, he's, early in He's July, July 11th, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, right now it looks like it's going to come down to Auburn against Miami. Kinchins is from Miami. 
Um, so that should be a fun little battle to watch here coming down the stretch for his uh, commitment. A lot of whispers out there that Landon King is going to commit here in the next, I don't know, week, week and a half, two weeks, something like that. I mean, that seems to be like the worst kept secret of recruiting, right? That like yeah. Landon King is going to be a member of this Auburn recruiting class. Mm-hmm. And, and this could be a situation where he's already committed and Auburn's waiting to see like what else is going on with the other tight ends, how they could possibly feel about being in a two tight end recruiting class yeah. before they release that he has committed or give him the okay to commit publicly. Um, Nylon Green, another a, a cornerback. I believe he's a rather local guy. I think he's from Alabama. He, uh, uh, someone close to him recently. This is 100% from Keith. Um, someone close to him said that Auburn is definitely in the hunt. So that's good for Auburn. Good for uh, the cornerback room. And then Auburn. Yeah, he, offered, he's a, it looks like he's a Georgia guy. Hmm. Semi-local. Yeah. All uh, right. And who else? That's pretty much it. Except Auburn also offered another JUCO corner from. Um, East Mississippi Community College. Okay. He is a... F- oh, I guess he's in zero star now. They haven't done the JUCO grades yet, but he uh, he plays opposite, I guess, the uh, the guy who's committed to Oregon that Auburn also offered. It's interesting that they seem to want another JUCO corner. I mean, they got Marco Damio. We're going to talk about him more in a moment, but I don't know. It seems like this past class would have been the guy the, the time for them to, to really do that. I guess they feel like they're going to lose Roger McCreary after this year. Yeah, and then after that, it's like it's not. And if Damio or or Pritchett, if they're good enough, do they do they leave? And then what does that look like? So I guess there's not a clear path right now for who is going to be the starting corner for Auburn in 2021. So I guess that makes sense. I didn't really think about that until you started mm-hmm. tracking some of these offers. Yeah, uh, the thing that I saw that I thought was interesting was the the Roger McCreary thing. Uh, I guess it didn't really occur to me that he could be a a guy who leaves early for the draft, but he absolutely could be. Not to mention, I mean, Tud is going to be a junior. Theoretically, he could go. Um, yeah, I mean, he could. You're right. He could. Uh, so this guy's name is I just lost it. I lost it. Oh, Kyrie Jackson, nicknamed KJ. Um, he has released his top five. And Auburn offered him after he released his top five. So that's something to watch, I guess. Auburn's getting into the race late. but Who's the top five for him? Oregon, Florida, Bama, Oklahoma. Top six, excuse me. Oregon, Florida, Bama, Oklahoma, South Carolina, and Kentucky. It's going to be tough to break into that. Those are some good schools. I agree. Uh, he's also supposed to commit on July 11th. Okay, so Auburn's just late to that. Yeah. But doesn't mean they're out of it. They, I mean, they, and it also doesn't mean that they haven't been recruiting him and just haven't given him that like official, you've got an offer thing. Sure. Um, yeah. So, a lot of interesting recruiting stuff coming up soon. A lot of uh, things to uh, keep your eyes out for here at the end of uh, end of June, early July. Right. And uh, you never know who could uh, who could just drop a commitment out of nowhere. You're listening to Locked On Auburn. Zach, we got to give a shout-out to our friends at Built Bar. They're a huge part of uh, making this podcast happen, and they're a big part of making the second half of my day happen. I love that. I love that. I knew where you were going uh, because I can relate. I, I did it yesterday. Now, the middle of your day is a little different than the middle of my day. That's true. That's true. No, I'm, I'm an early riser, uh, morning 
morning show life. But yeah, yeah, I always look forward to uh, cracking open a nice built bar. You can't really explain it. You and I are like you. You and I like the supplement life. You know, mm-hmm. you and I like you know the protein powders and you know the gymming and you know we love all of that. But we haven't really been able to find a protein bar that actually tastes good and it's not like super chewy and super chalky and you gotta like put it in the microwave and like make sure you're yeah. chugging water with it. But built bar is delicious and you know their thing is it, it tastes like a candy bar and they're telling the truth. There's no question about it. It's hard for me to not eat it when it's like sitting on my desk all day. And one of the things that I've found when I go to a, a store, whether it's a grocery store or a supplement store, or whatever, and, and try to buy these bars is I'll look at the nutrition information and I'm just like, wait, there's that much sugar for that little protein? Mm-hmm. Like that does not seem not with Built Bar worth though. It. Not with Built Bar. So builtbar.com, use promo code locked on for ten dollars off your first box at builtbar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. I mentioned a second ago, Michael. Yeah, I want to talk about Marco Damio. So he is, uh, my understanding, based on reports, he is the lone uh, lone Auburn Tiger that is not currently on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for, I guess maybe Loy is he already here? He's probably not here yet. He graduated in December, so I bet he could be here. He's probably not here yet. I mean, considering he announced, we're recording this on Thursday, so he announced that he was coming last night. So. I don't know what the rule is for that. And I think Bowling Green is in Ohio? Yeah. Yeah, he's an Ohio native. Um, so I okay, so let's assume Loy is not. So it's down to so Loy and Dami are the two guys that are not on campus with the rest of the guys. Of course, you have the three players that tested positive for COVID that are my understanding they're still they still feel healthy. They just they just have the virus. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're kind of working out doing their own thing. But Damio posted a video on Twitter. Where uh, he said, you know, he was jumping like sixty plus inch box jumps with dead legs, and uh, so I guess it was like and a weight. It looked like a weight vest on and holding a medicine ball. Yeah, and it just uh, I quote tweeted from Locked On Auburn's Twitter account, and I was like, man, this guy like he just looks like he's floating, and like, I mean, the guy looks like an absolute stud. I've watched a little bit of his tape back when he committed, but just like kind of looking at his body, like that guy's ready. Like that guy's ready to play. And oh, absolutely. I've been so high on the Nehemiah Pritchett train, and I, I think Pritchett's sh- uh, chances really took a big shot once once um, spring got canceled. I kind of thought that was how he was going to mm-hmm. separate himself because a lot of reports were really high on Damio. And uh, I mean, just athletically and physically, I mean, he, he looks like he looks like an SEC corner. Yeah, I totally agree. Do we know the reason that uh, that he's not on campus yet? I've read from multiple places that it has to do with academics. Okay, interesting. Um, uh, hopefully he'll hopefully he'll get the the chance to to I'm, be here. Before. I mean, Malzahn said that he's expecting him on campus. He either said in the next few weeks, or he said um, he said by the end of the summer. I believe he said in the next few weeks. So maybe he can get in by like the second summer mini semester. Okay. Is when he can kind of register so he, for classes. Yeah, so he could have uh, 
maybe he's taking classes right now, just has to finish up with some good grades. Who knows? Yeah, maybe he's finished something at the at the JUCO level or, or, or something like that. So, But I completely agree. I'm excited for him to get on the field. Um, right after he announced his commitment, I was like, okay, this is going to be Auburn's next starting corner opposite Roger McCreary. Yeah, whenever you get a JUCO guy like that, it's like, okay, all right, we're probably going to see him this year, you know? Mm-hmm. We, we talked about that earlier this week uh, with, with, with the with the tackles, the JUCO tackles. It's like yeah. you don't just sign these guys to to ride the bench. Yeah, and I believe Damio was the number one JUCO corner or something right. like that. Yep. And Look, I'm, I'm excited for him to come get on campus. I'm excited to, to see what he can do. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for these guys to get a chance to maybe not put on pads, but you know, get on the actual field and start doing some drills. Yeah, moving I'm ready around to, and covering guys or going up and catching passes and just working routes and, and timing and all of that. It's important. I'm ready to overreact to who's getting reps with the first team. I'm ready to overreact to a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, or just react in general to something. No, overreact. What do you think about uh, what do you think about SEC Media Days going virtual? Not a surprise at all. Uh, I would assume. I mm-hmm. assume that we all kind of thought that, but I'm upset. Really? I don't think I'm going to miss it. What's going to be different? Yeah, I guess. I mean, what's going to be different from like? It's kind of cool to go because you see people that you only get to see like once or twice a year, but other than that, it's like I think as far as content goes. We're going to talk about things the exact same way, and yeah. I think the uh, you know fans at home, whether it's on SEC Network or ESPN or whatever, like it's going to look the exact same to them. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have to worry about like you know leaving the station for a week or anything like that. So yeah, I guess like I don't know. My my initial thought is how how are they going to get the questions in? Um, yeah, is everyone going to be on on one of the video conferencing things like is everyone going to be on zoom are you going to have to call a number and and do it that way kind of the way they've been doing teleconferences and things lately um well i mean with with the press conferences that i've watched through auburn they haven't really skipped a beat as far as that goes now when you when you multiply it by you know several hundred people instead of you know 15 to 20 i do think it makes it more difficult but I don't know. They're doing like city council meetings and public hearings and things like that on there. I feel like they'll be able to figure this out. Oh, I'm sure they will. And and I would. I mean, they pulled off the NFL draft pretty well. That's true. They so nailed it. If they can do that, I'm sure they'll figure out SEC media days. Yeah. And like you said, SEC media days. You know, at at the end, it's really just for the one or two sound bites you get from coaches. But I think the most interesting thing about media days happens before media days when you pick the three guys to represent your school. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, it's like, all right. Like, and I think two of the guys are set for Auburn. I don't know who the third one is. I would assume it would be Bo Nix, KJ Britt. I don't know who the third one would be. Is you it think B- it'll be Bo? Yeah. Malzahn loves Bo. Yeah. Gus Malzahn would do anything for Bo Nix. Anything. I think there's a chance it could be Nick Brahms. I mean, he's gotten a lot of positive press from from the Auburn beat guys lately he's, and he's boring right like his responses yeah. will be boring and that's that's what they want and he's the only uh, he's on the, an offensive line where they don't really know who else is playing so maybe not um maybe he'll send well, Eli you, you, Stove that's not a bad one senior receiver I don't think they'll send Seth I don't think they'll do that I don't think Gus 
trust Seth to not say something that everyone is like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, Seth is a little in your face at times. I think, but then again, like, does it send kind of a message of if you send Eli, does Seth take it as like, oh, he's the leader of the receivers kind of thing? I don't think he would, but do you risk that? Like, that's the... So this is the kind of conversations that I like with with media mm-hmm. days. I like this more than like actually talking about SEC media days, because mm-hmm. then like we're doing an Auburn show and it's like let's say day one is like Missouri, South Carolina, Kentucky. It's like, do I talk about that? You know what I mean? Like, do people listening to an Auburn show want to hear about what happened <laughs> on that particular yeah, day one? Like, like, I don't yeah, know. Day one of SEC media days happened today. It was the three schools Zach just said, and no one said anything interesting that pertains to Auburn, but uh, they're all really confident about their teams this year. Yeah, they I know they're going to win the SEC, so uh, they're all going to go out and try their best and work super hard. It's just like, I, I don't know, like, what do you do with that? Like, the buildup is so fun, then it happens, and it's like, yeah, there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, usually one or two coaches will say something that's like a soundbite grab, and you can laugh about it or, or chat about it a little bit. But right. You're right. It's usually not Gus. It's not for Gus. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Where can people find you in here, you brother? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. I am on Twitter at Z Blackerby. The show's on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. This has been another edition of Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.